Listen to better music and listen to music better. Welcome to True Tunes at 45 RPM, the short form version of the ongoing conversation you'll hear on the True Tunes podcast and in the digital pages at truetunes.com. And now your host, John J. Thompson. This special 45 RPM edition of the podcast, which as Bruce Brown pointed out, will have to be considered a 12-inch disco mix because it definitely stretches our normal time limit, we bring you some postcards from The Edge. Audio postcards, as it were, and The Edge would be that place somewhere out there between heart, gut, and mind from which artists like Michael Rowe emerge. We have gathered special observations and reflections from folks who have known and worked with Doc Love the longest, and while we saved a few of them for the second part of our conversation with Mike, we decided to collect the rest here in this special bonus episode. You'll hear from 77's members Jan Eric Voles and Aaron A. Train Smith and Exit Records alum Jimmy Abeg, as well as longtime advocate Randy Layton of Alternative Records fame and Rose fellow lost dog Terry Scott Taylor. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some extra perspective on the enigma that is Michael Rowe. When you first started working in a band with Mike Rowe, what were your first impressions of the, the band? Well, when I, I when I go up there to do Vector's record, uh, Jimmy and Steve are introducing me to Mike and Jam, and um, they start telling me, you know, these two guys are in a band called the 77s. And one of the days I'm up there, they take me into a room and they show me footage from uh, 77s at Greenville. And so I'm, I'm hearing this music, but here are these guys that look like the Beach Boys, you know? <laughs> and then they got Desperation Time, where the Sevens had to go to Prestetton Wells for two weeks and play this festival. And their drummer said, no, I'm not doing it. He said, I got kids and a, and a job, and I can't leave. And uh, that's when uh, Mary asked me to go to Prestatton. Uh, with the sevens, and that's when I got that's where I got saved in Prestatton. They just loved on me, you know. When they hired me to go to Prestatton, that's when things started to change. Mike got into the Smiths and all the stuff, the hair, mm-hmm. and you know, it was right up my alley, mm-hmm. you know. And I had freedom, I could play what I thought needed to be played. Mike even showed me how to play. If I were go- if I were going to play a Chuck Berry song, how oh. that works, oh wow, yeah. you know how the guitar and the drum thing talk to each other, yeah. yeah. But it creates this yeah. amazing groove, yeah. you know. Um, we yeah. had we had a lot of good times. Yeah, Mike's always been a great friend. Jimmy here. I'll never forget getting a call from Mike. Hey, buddy, would you be up for hopping in a RV with Steve and Terry and Derry and I and filming and taking photographs from Chicago to Santa Monica? The Lost Dogs were doing the old Route 66 and 
we really need you to come along. And the ride of a lifetime with four of the most insane friends I've ever known or had the privilege of working, playing, laughing, eating, and crying with. What a dream. Thanks, Mike. Big heart, big smile, big love, 77s, scratch band, lost dogs, kerosene halo, unbelievable singing, guitaring, and loving. You made a footprint a mile deep. Love you, Mike. You're one in a million. Hey, Michael. Well, this is Randy Layton here, and I'm just joining these other fine people to tell you I loved you before it got weird. And it did. But so many memories. I remember coming down to the warehouse offices in the studio in 1986, and I remember Jan showing me around. Uh, you came down the hallway, and Jan introduced me, and you just kind of mumbled something, and kept looking down with the makeup and hair in full effect. And I thought, what's up with this guy? But over time, you were the one that I most related to. We found out we had a lot in common, uh, from music to life experiences. And I just recall all those late, crazy late night calls, sharing highs and lows. Sometimes you were a good influence, and other times not so much. But, you know, it's like Neil Young said once about Stephen Stills. Uh, we've had our ups and downs, but we're still playing together. Well, you're one of my oldest friends, and I cherish that friendship. The impact you had on so many people is pretty remarkable. You told me once that when the Sevens were first breaking up, it's all going to end in tears. Now look where we are. Coronasphere shows weekly, and we'll take that. You were part of my believing in the power of rock and roll when that was a bit shaky. A lot of great things that kept so many of, of your fans feeling like they were part of something very special. And that's not a small thing. So like all those people, I'm grateful for all the years. Uh, so much, Mike, and I, I certainly hope for more. Uh, love always, and as always, you owe me now. All right, man. I love you. Goodbye. Without darkness, what is light? Without sorrow, what is joy? Oh, but I wish you all the best things Yes, I wish you all the best things Yes, I wish you all the very best things Hey Michael, it's your old friend Terry here, just stopping by to tell you how much I miss you and I love you and I was just uh, waxing nostalgic today thinking about, you know, recording this message to you and, and I, I just recall some of the, you know, the great, great memories uh, we've had together. Uh, one that really sticks out to me is, remember that uh, one tour that we were on? That was great. 
And on this, uh, then on this, another memory I have. This is on this other tour that we were on. You were driving, and uh, we pulled into this gas station. That was so cool. I'll never forget that. Anyway, I'd love to get together and, and share some more of these fond memories. I, I, I've got hours of these things. Um, it'd be really great. And the other reason I like to get together is uh, I like making music with you. You're good. And you're a good egg. And we should get together again. Hopefully uh, in the, the not-too-distant future. But anyway, I do love you. And... Uh, all the best. I'll talk to you soon. I've known Mike for almost 45 years now, and my life has certainly been enriched by the relationship that he and I've had over the years. I can think of a million funny little stories, stupid moments, and funny phrases we shared. Things like, we're just fools of the world. Moments of laughter and times of sorrow. But as I think back, one of the greatest impacts that he had on me came through my personal observations and watching Mike as he embraced the world around him and turned it into a song. The closeness that we shared through the years allowed me to see the fruit of his talent and to watch how the outward expression of his gift was actually best when it came from his brokenness. You see, I... I really do believe that we're all broken, but in Mike's case, he's broken in just the right spots, and he's been gifted to turn that into beauty. Like all great artists over the centuries, like like Michelangelo and the Lennons and the McCartneys, all those great artists, those were people who were able to tap into something which that brokenness opened up and allowed them to display in their artistry a, a fresh insight like nobody else could and they became the greatest artists of their age. I'm convinced that had Mike had the right breaks and the right opportunities and and a real record company behind him with the kind of machinery that it takes to make the record business work these days that he would have been a world-renowned rock star. From time to time, Mike and I used to discuss it, talking about our success or lack of success and always coming back to the fact that maybe God was just protecting us from destroying ourselves by not giving us stardom. But Mike's talent has been there from the very beginning. That talent, it's been there from the very first time that I saw him strap on a guitar. And for those of you that have seen the videos of Mercy Mercy and Baba, Mike has always had that edge. And even better, for those of you that had the chance in those early days to see a live show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He's exactly who God created him to be. And it's funny when you think back about people over time, I think, I think King David, the Apostle Peter, I think those guys were probably cut from the same cloth and they were rock stars too. Somebody that sees the world differently and is able to interact with it in a way that touches me and it coerces me out on the edge and gives me permission to stretch, allows me to see the world a little differently too. I identify with it. It takes someone who's a combination of broken, enlightened, kind of half-cocked and yet redeemed to bring me to that place that I can realize the artistry in it and allow that to affect me deeply too. That's when I can see the real beauty in it. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to have stood beside Mike through those early years and to be able to watch him and learn from him. And I admire him tremendously and I have been very fortunate to know Mike and look forward to many more years to come. 
He'll always be my brother at heart and my brother in the faith. God bless you, my brother. Thanks, all. We'll hear from Steve Hindelong and Derry Darty of The Choir and Chris Taylor on part two. Our Patreon backers are already listening to that episode, and, well, I can't wait for the rest of you to hear it. Speaking of Patreon, thanks to Andre, Peter, Chad, Randy, Christian, and Todd for joining us there recently. Your support means so much. Here comes the runout groove. That's our cue that it's time to go. If you dig the show, please subscribe and spread the word. Also, please leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to our email list at truetunes.com. Follow us on Facebook at TrueTunes Now and find and follow our weekly Spotify gallery stage mixtape. You can find me on Twitter at John J. Thompson and on Instagram at the only JJT and at TrueTunes Music. And you can support this show through our patreon.com slash TrueTunes community or via a one-time tip located on the show notes page. There's also some sweet swag available at truetunes.threadless.com. Tell your friends about the show, post it on your socials, and let us know what you think. True Tunes at 45 RPM is produced by John J. Thompson and Bruce A. Brown for Gyroscope Productions and is intended for the private use of our listening audience. The contents are protected by U.S. copyright law and are the intellectual property of Gyroscope Productions, with the exception of songs or clips that are from previously copywritten materials. Everything on this episode is used by permission or under fair use provisions. Thanks for listening. Cheers. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.